Hello and welcome to Enough Liquor, a podcast where it's a wonder we're not alcoholics as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 118th episode in the series, Clinton Avenue Memoirs. Woohoo! Brooklyn. I'm excited. I live very close to Clinton Avenue. It's my subway stop, actually. You you do indeed. You do indeed. Um, And I bet you wish you had that house. (laughs) Yeah, I would love it. only have what it's probably like in that area like what four million probably? i would say like yeah five six million like it, it depends i guess do they have the whole house because yeah i mean yeah it seems like an absolutely enormous uh place but then they they're at an apartment building so i'm i'm really confused right right maybe it's just an apartment but even so i think if they would have kept it from the last episode sophia wouldn't have needed to steal the 170 grand she would have been set for life exactly exactly that's what i'm saying <laughs> oh god <laughs> anyway but i do enjoy this one because you know it's always fun when they go to new york and even though it's got a, a very sad edge to it um and and not it's it's not i don't know they, it has a sad edge to it and it's not as grave for me i guess as some other sophia aging concern episodes <laughs> Well, it turns um, out okay. I mean, yeah, that. yeah. Well, I mean, I think I just mean the setup at least. Like, I'm not as, I'm not as worried <laughs> in, yeah. in the setup for this one, even though I think it's presented as more grave than some other concerns. Like, I don't know, as compared to like the way that they set up her heart attack, right? Her bubble, like it feels right. more intense to me for some reason. But I don't know. It's very hard to say in hindsight when I've seen this episode multiple times. <laughs> so, anyway. It's pretty great. Um, I will say I love the, you know, as usual, like banger of an opening, you know, if you're going to make fun of somebody, make fun of Rose. And Rose yeah. gives us like, what the hell look? <laughs> well, it's, it's said like so matter of factly, like obviously you should be making fun of Rose. If you're yes. going to be making fun of Woe is me. Woe is me. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Um, but you know, as you alluded to in our introduction, like the wonder I'm not an alcoholic, it finally, like, I think we have talked about how Blanche works part-time at the museum. Right. But like 12 hours a week is actually stated in this episode. And you're just like, oh my God, (laughs) unbelievable. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so this, this is an, you know, an episode where I, dislike Blanche more uh in terms of like leaning into her worst self because she doesn't there's no there's no learning there's no like comeuppance you do get a nice bit of Rose standing up for herself at the end but like it's not I don't know there's it's just sort of like there's nothing there's nothing there to it (laughs) yeah her that plot her um her like come to Jesus moment at the end when she's like well I didn't care about this at all but now like you know it's really bad it's really like this this the scams and senior health care and all of this yeah. like she right but I think you're right like I think she's like oh wow this is really bad but then like and I'm not saying she needs to donate her check or anything but like her goal is to get enough money to get her hair done by yeah. Robert and like that's what she gets to and that's her takeaway so yeah I think like it's very uh, it's really shallow I think her whole storyline her whole um portrayal in this episode is very shallow and very just sort of like everybody's wondering what's in it for Blanche Virginia was right (laughs) yeah and they like you know they have 
it's all in service to the punchline of make it out do hair by robot you know um which by the way is a great enunciation in blanche's accent that is a good so french. <laughs> but i think they've done numerous times they've done many storylines where we do see blanche is extremely shallow she does learn the actual lesson in terms of actually making us empathize with her more and then she also has a very funny punchline that's sort of shallow at the end but it doesn't undo the learning for for me this episode her punchline undoes the learning yeah I think that's fair <laughs> you know and I think that that's the whole you know I, I and it's, it's extra disappointing because you do have again flashing forward to the end you do have Rose's knowing nod of like now you understand like she has this very um not I, I don't know if holier than thou look or like I told you so type of look on Rose's face that Rose does not often get to wear so I'm like very proud of Rose in that moment of just being like, yes, Blanche is what I'm trying to fucking tell you. You know, like she's she's kind of angry when she's like told you so. And then she doesn't like get that moment that she taught Blanche something. So yeah, it's like stolen from Rose, which is a bummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Um, that storyline really reminded me of um, the New York Times, the podcast The Daily did an episode on this um, maybe like a couple months ago, but basically like the way you know, like they're talking about healthcare and seniors and like kind of being scammed. Um, yeah. And now there's like a big scam uh, with through call centers of basically like people calling largely like senior citizens and telling them like, oh, you were trying to make a deposit to your account or like you owe this bill or something. Yeah. And then they're giving their bank information. Um, so, you know, it's certainly evolved, I think, but like and that, that concept comes up, you know, quite a few times in the show of like, yeah, the elder scams. Yeah, yeah. So I and I agree, like, I Nothing also feel nice. like, yeah, <laughs> like, I could use a little more from that as well. And like a little yeah. more that that storyline is just a little, um, it's not totally thought out, or it's just like not totally portrayed, I guess. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because obviously the Sophia thing is the A story and, and, and is pretty heavy. So maybe you wouldn't want to get too into um, yeah. Fair. elderly scams. But yeah, I agree. It, it's not, there could have been a real, and I think like to your point, that there could have been a real moment of Blanche learning and her still saying like, I'm going to hair by Robert, like make the check to like, yeah. but it, it doesn't quite get there. So I, I think that's a fair critique. I think you hit the nail on the head that it's the B story and that the A story is too heavy because I think the reason I don't even remember that they mention these like elder scams in, in this, you know, this story is because like they, it's a, they're telling, they're not showing, right? They don't show, it's not like the framework of the B story. It's Rose just like proselytizing, you know, just right. like telling the story. So it's like, yeah, you couldn't get into it, but to your point, that would have actually made for a bit like a fuller story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But what? Um, whatever. whatever. Uh, back to I love, Sophia. Yeah, back to Sophia. So I love, um, well, I love a scene where, <laughs> like, before we get into Sophia, which is like, no, the metro section, and then they, they yeah. do the bob on the head. And then Betty White's hair is still messed up when they, like, come back, like, you know, they cut away. So I was like, that's pretty good. Um, that's pretty good editing. And, like, and that, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't, like, automatically pop back up, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Okay, so when Sophia does the high-low blood pressure thing, they've, she's used that before. They've used that gag in the Nectarine episode, remember? I love it. Yeah, then, yeah. Like, battling for who, who gets the lunch. <laughs> I think it's fucking great. Or who buys lunch. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, 
but anyway, but I love that they, you know, so memory loss is a real big deal, right? Like that's a problem. And we've talked, you know, we have the Alzheimer's issue um, that we're dealing with, you know, in terms of Sophia's other friends, but not with her. And they, they don't, they're not talking about Alzheimer's, but they're saying, I don't, I don't really know what <laughs> this, like, it's not really supposed to be a disease because it can just be like fixed <laughs> by right. a good with diet, diet. And, like memory. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, I don't know. We, like, we don't go too deep into that and we don't really have to, right? It's just like a good excuse to go back to, you know, the homeland or the secondary homeland, Dorothy's homeland. Um, and like, you know, enjoy a different set for sure. Um, but like it's, and, and of course to have flashbacks to Sal, which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, the, yeah, the, the, like, I'm not really sure what they're going with, but like the whole idea of, <laughs> I should have, I could have slept with JFK and didn't even know it. And like, why should I be the only one to feel like crap, like reminding Dorothy that she never went to her senior prom? Like there are a lot of good, um, you know, punchy insults uh, in this, in this episode that at least come from memory loss jokes, which leads me to be like, is this why they chose this storyline? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Cause, cause you're right. Cause it, it's, <laughs> it's like, okay, so you're forgetting things because you're getting older, sure. And then the doctor's like, look at photos and eat well, and you'll remember, like, there's, so sure, like, okay, yes, like, obviously, like, food is medicine and all of that, but, like, come on, you, it's a little bit of, like, a false note, but I agree, like, I think it would be too, way too heavy, and also, they do want to tie it up, so that makes sense. Um, I want to talk about Sal, like, Oh yeah. Sal with the organ grinder and like taking any job to feed his family. Yeah. Um, which I think we talked in the last episode, I think about how Dorothy has this like kind of rose colored glasses when she talks about America and like how great it is. And I think this story of like Sal being so proud and like refusing to, to go on public assistance and taking any job and like, mm -hmm. I don't know, then maybe eating the monkey at her confirmation dinner, like that. <laughs> feels like a direct line to like how Dorothy lives and believes in, in the United States and all of that. Yeah. Um, but my question for you is, so we know Sophia's an immigrant. Yeah. Sal is an American, right? Like, is that what we're, that's my takeaway from this, I guess. Is well, like, I, I think he's like a. That's what it seems like, but we've obviously, and you know, the show is not famous for its continuity um, and consistency, but the, uh, you know, it's definitely mentioned you know, that like Sophia and Sal were paired up because of hike, you know, a uh, height rather. Right, a rock. Right. So like they, there's definitely references to like, you know, him being back in Sicily, although he right. does take on more of a Brooklyn persona than Sophia does, you know, or like if he was like from the village, but moved when he was four or something. Yeah. Like maybe that. he came here when he was a kid. Okay. Okay. You know, I really don't know, but it certainly makes it feel like, you know, in previous episodes is what I'm saying, or other episodes, they imply that he is also from Sicily okay so, yeah you're right you're totally right okay funny. solve my question <laughs> uh the eminent scholarship here is you know it's it's still dicey it's not, it's not <laughs> I do think it's interesting it's a very interesting choice in this episode to show the sort of flashback as well as the apparition played by two different actors don't you yeah I agree. It, it really kind of throws you. And it's also like, I don't know. I, cause, and especially that you have 
like young Sophia, I guess. And that woman's great. Like she does a great job, you know, um, uh, you know, playing her. Is is that it's it feels like, you know, uh it's a me, Gina, if this, but let uh, me look it up. I'll look it up right yeah, now. Why don't you look it up while I pontificate? But uh <laughs> that flashback is just kind of it's just kind of strange like I do I do like like young Dorothy right they have like this moody tall child um and like but it's just I don't know the dichotomy of like okay like he's sort of Sal he plays it like super seriously and then he just goes like at the end like to be like oh and he's Sal yeah (laughs) yeah weird choice um (laughs) yeah but yeah (laughs) um wait so live news that is the same actress yeah, you were okay, totally perfect. right I was like it, it absolutely like her, right so yep um yeah uh little little Ms. Bosco who uh is gonna marry the goat boy um yep. <laughs> but anyway um but yeah I just I I kind of I think I only I dislike that that scene choice because we do see the other sound it reminds me of the other like Lenny green flashbacks that are better when dorothy is an adult um but i also don't like that flashback because like they the way that they react when she smashes a plate deliberately like two feet from a sleeping infant and she's like 11 years old right okay i was like i was like dorothy looks like she's 14 what is going on that kid is too old to be playing this character (laughs) stand for that for my two and a half year old and you know i did just have an infant uh and and we're dealing with that exactly that of be careful around the baby and having a problem of jealousy but it just cracks me up i was like whoa dude dorothy is like severely in need of a little bit more (laughs) reprimanding than whatever the fuck you were gonna dorothy come here please you know yeah it's daughter it's very talk yeah like I can't yeah it's so it it I agree like the flashback here is weak I think um and I think that I I agree I used to love the flashback episodes especially when I was younger and I still like them a lot but I feel like this one is a little disappointing because there is no Liddy Green and um because like that Sal the guy who plays Sal I buy him as young Sal I think that it's pretty good like um you know, like the the yeah. costuming and the makeup and and the hair and everything is great, but like, it's just it doesn't hit like the other flashbacks for me. Um, yeah, the Dorothy girl is like a teenager; <laughs> it's just too old. Um, so weird. And like, I think it it's similar to the whole Sophia losing her memory story. It's just a little. It doesn't go deep enough. I think it's still yeah. just a little sort of like surface level covering um, of, of the flashback and, and the, obviously like the big story. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not, it's not my favorite. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. And I think yeah. it's also like, I don't know, you know, the whole, we always talk about Sal and people are divided on him and stuff, but I think this is kind of a least my least favorite appearance of him, if we talk about uh, the apparition <laughs> that mm-hmm. happens in the Brooklyn uh, bedroom, which Sophia, by the way, just sits down on the dude's bed. That's kind of- I know. Kind you of can't sad. go in that man's bedroom? He's <laughs> so rude. Like, well, I mean, go in the bedroom if he lets you go in the bedroom, but like, don't sit on his bed. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Respect the space. <laughs> Set up your fucking, you know, photo of Sal if you want to, but just don't touch his shit. Anyway. Um, yeah when he appears it's like all of his like the dialogue are just like bad like bob hope reject jokes <laughs> it's like he's yeah a stand-up <laughs> routine and i really don't like it 
And the message is like, I guess I'm not attracted to you anymore because you're suffering oh, memory loss. So what? Funny. It's just like, I mean, he's provoking her, but it's like a stupid, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm upset with whatever writer wrote that. Yeah, it's not, it's not, I don't, it's not good. Um, I do love in that scene, which I do think is so, um, you know, like if you've ever, if you've ever rented an apartment, I feel like sometimes there are like things in the wall, you know, like I've never seen like Sal of Sophia or like a height chart, but I love, when the guy who lives there is like, you're Sophia? Because like, I know. you know, you've looked at a million apartments here in the city and like, there's always stuff like that. And like, how cool would it be Absolutely. if you had that on your door and like the Sophia came to see it? So I think that's a really cool, um, it feels very New York-y to me, but I'm sure it's just like anybody who like cycles in and out of apartments. Um, I like it a lot. I think it's or really even nice. just like previous owners of a house, right? Like that's yeah. just like really cool. And it's like, <laughs> like, I love the dude. Like he's great. They let Italians around here. <laughs> it's like, you know, we're going ice skating. Oh, Dorothy. Oh my God. Can you believe it? Hey, Puerto Ricans can ice skate. Like he's just like, stop being racist. Like he's done, you know, he's like, it's actually like, he's a very sweet man, you know? Um, yeah. I do think that, you know, maybe they should have changed the wallpaper, like, you know, for the last 40 years or whatever. If they kept the wallpaper right. up. <laughs> Um, um, but it is very cute. I, I like that, like what you were talking about, you know, it's really, that's, that is very sweet um, little, little issue where he's like, where he gets like involved in the plot, right? Like he's not just like there to open the door. It's very Yeah. Cute. Yeah. It's cute. And I think also um, like a little bit of uh, scholarly observation here. And uh, so neighborhoods really change, particularly neighborhoods that draw a lot of immigrants really change with immigration patterns. Um, and also just like people moving from other parts of the country. So for example, like there was a big influx of Puerto Ricans um, who moved to New York. And there is this, uh, I guess you'd call it sort of a phenomenon of like neighborhoods that once were Italian, um, there's like a pipeline to, that they become more, uh, like more Puerto Ricans live there. And there's also like an Italian neighborhood turning um, predominantly Vietnamese. Um, there's like patterns of that. So it's really cool. I think that that part, I, I like a lot. And I like that the neighborhood wouldn't still be, I guess like where I'm going is I like that um, somebody thought enough to be like the neighborhood wouldn't still be full of working class Italians. You know, it's right. been however many years, like it's changed and who's living there now with like the demographics and like the cost of living and all of that. Um, and I don't know that it was like that sort of sociological in its thought, but I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I think that that was like, an, you're right. It's like an extremely accurate um, uh, choice <laughs> to make by the writers, whether or not it was accidental, it actually was really accurate. So I think that's great. And I think, you know, it's funny too, because there's, there is like that joke of like people who are constantly like, oh, well, you know, like NIMBY assholes, like my neighborhood's changing or you didn't grow up here, blah, blah, blah. You're like, this is, this is New York city. This is, nobody has like a single stakehold on like a block or a neighborhood or whatever it is. Like you, to your point, they are constantly evolving. There is not a single neighborhood that's just like, hasn't seen change in a generation like you know it's like give me a fucking break when people are like dig their heels in and be like this is an italian neighborhood yeah <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's anyone's neighborhood um, oh my god it's ridiculous so but yeah it's 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 lovely the uh the fbi warnings at the beginning of video rentals really <laughs> painted a picture for me you know blast from the past i was like oh my god I haven't thought about those in a while <laughs> i know right holy shit <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. So depressing. Um, yeah. But uh, okay. So then going into um, 
the actual going going back to like the actual like sal appearing to to sophia and then she has her funny line of like kitchen bedroom i knew it was a room i was good in yeah <laughs> i think it's like the, you know the implication here again as i alluded to earlier is that like she's like cured like or like i guess that like dorothy discounted her memory <laughs> or like but I think it's like the the episode sort of accidentally like makes a point about how like memory loss is about muddling different things right it's not like you just like lose like the way it's presented in the beginning of this episode or parts of this episode at least is like it's just gone like you know you just don't have uh, a memory like she's like if I didn't have to remember what's her name over there I wouldn't care you know yeah I would turns around to look who she gestured (laughs) it's really funny (laughs) But it's like, but like, I think it actually is like, again, an accidental portrayal of how it is of just like, oh, you know, like you call your son by your daughter's name, or you remember that you lived in this town instead of that town. Or like you, you know, it's like you, you're mixing up things. It's like, to me, it's like more depressing because it's sort of like, okay, well, nothing's cured. Nothing's gonna be cured with good diet. It's just like, some of the memories are there. They're just assembled badly. And it does seem to be that like, it will continue on this trajectory. right you just found proof like you just went to the source and figured out what it was it's not fixed I know so anyway it's just it is kind of funny because they also like it's like they just sort of wrap it up quickly of like oh well it's fine she did remember it she just said the wrong room and then it's like funny punchline and then they have this like dreamy outro music (laughs) did you catch yeah yeah so, so weird so schlocky you know it's supposed to be this like romantic moment with sal which to our point is like him like razzing her with bad stand-up about how she's not hot anymore <laughs> anyway. yeah because once again because she lost her memory the ghost is the mentor um I mean, yeah <laughs> I think, like the idea of memories getting jumbled and you know whatever is maybe a little bit more palpable because that happens to everyone you know like you I I I could see myself being so stubborn about this exact thing and then finding out that I was wrong and being like oh but I am not you know like I'm in my 30s so I'm not dealing with the real prospect of losing all of my memories like slowly like somebody in their mid 80s is um and I you know like those are both sentimental things like I I I see how you would get them confused um but yeah it's not like it's not as nice and easy and no big deal (laughs) like the episode is portrayed this to be (laughs) well that's a wrap (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm going out with Charlemagne (laughs) I mean for real for real also Charlemagne as a reference wow wow that's why I said it feels like a Bob Hope joke. It feels like the very much, here. very, very much. Like, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just really irritated watching it. <laughs> I feel like I had nothing against Sal before we like started recording this podcast. And now I'm going to end it being like, he sucks. I know. I didn't have strong opinions about Sal either, but I've come to be a, I wouldn't call myself a hater, but I'm not a fan. No, exactly. He's, he's fading. He's fading there. Um, the only other thing I have to say about this episode is that I for, we forgot um, the sex discrimination joke that I want to bring up where she goes, how is it sex <laughs> discrimination? And Blanche goes, that's what I was doing this afternoon when I didn't get this work done. <laughs> and for a second, Rose is like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's perfect. But like, you just, you know, again, more, I think you mentioned the last episode where we were talking about the, the line in and out. You know, I think they're just, again, we're so far deep, you know, we're like, we're closer to the end than the beginning. And like, we are in the thrust of like, you know, they can kind of say whatever. 
it's just like, yeah. oh, it's funny because it's like, Blanche always alludes to sex, but like saying like she had sex this afternoon, that line doesn't quite say that, but it comes the closest to saying that is kind yeah. of interesting, you know? Yeah, it's pretty, feels pretty risque. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the the only other thing I want to bring up is that they go to the Jersey Shore, which is great. Yes. I love, like, obviously they do, but Jersey Shore 1939, oh, we love it. It was awesome. It was really cool. That was great. Um, you know, must've been super dirty at Coney Island or Brighton beach, I guess, <laughs> or I guess they were just fighting with whatever ethnic group lived there at the time. So yeah, maybe they were doing a week at the Jersey shore, you know, yeah, who yeah. knows? <laughs> Love those wildwood days. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, you were a wild water. I was a seaside heights. So I was actually right. Yeah. I mean, I, I prefer Long Beach Island as a snob, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> if I'm going to the boardwalk, I'm going to wildwood for sure. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, all right, cool. Well, I think that wraps it up for me. What do you think? Definitely. Me too. All right. Well, join us next time when we discuss wind, water, rocks, man's place and the delicate balance of nature's harmony, where we're going, where the road ends. Okay. <laughs> that, <that's all> I <laughs> <got. laughs> oh boy. Take care, everybody.